0: sometimes i won't even notice that i'm flirting with somebody because i do it so often
1: right it's like second nature now
0: yeah i do it so often i do it every day i do it if i'm ordering coffee like i said you know what i mean to the person i have no interest in mm-hmm. i'm just trying to make them feel good and it's a selfish thing that's the other part that people don't want to admit
1: what's up lovely humans welcome to that's exciting the podcast if you don't know who i am i am yancy your host a curious soul who loves to learn about intimacy relationships and sexuality today We'll be talking about flirting. And this episode topic came about after a conversation with friends trying to define what flirting is. For me, that really wasn't super successful because it is so subjective. Certain people would say flirting is making another person feel good. Another person would say flirting is letting somebody know that you have interest so instead of solely focusing on the what what is flirting i wanted to focus on the how through the who how does one flirt and i also think there's no one size fits all approach to anything regarding relationships intimacy and sexuality so people's flirting the definition and the way it looks is going to be different. So in order to explore the how through the who, I reached out to a co-host on Enjoy the Podcast Jared Brady. Jared Brady is a content creator and a musician best known for his million plus stream song Enjoy Your Life and for his podcast powered by Mellow's podcast Enjoy the Podcast. On the TV side Jared has been seen on shows for MTV, Jimmy Kimmel, Afie and Crockett, and Quibi. On the performance side, he has performed with Taliban. Quali and toured with jade nova like many creators today Jared took a diy approach to his success which inspired him to learn video editing sound engineering and lighting in 2017 he opened a production company called shared entertainment where he licensed his skills to other content creators in need of making standout short form content in the visual and audio space jared is father to ryu brady and husband to shane budram an intimacy expert as A power couple. They've appeared together on Good Morning America, The Tamron Hall Show, Fox Soul, and Ice T's new show, The Mediator. So today, Jared shared his definition of what flirting is, and we also talked about the types of flirter that we think we are, how to keep the spark alive in a marriage, and so much more. On this note, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. What's up, Jared? Thank you so much for being on the podcast.
0: Hey, I am hyped. Thanks for asking me.
1: Absolutely. Especially when it comes to flirting, I knew I wanted someone that loves to flirt. (laughs) And from the content I saw online, you like to flirt.
0: I do, (laughs) I I do, I do.
1: (laughs) Awesome. The first question I ask all my guests is, what are your sexual green flags? For the new listeners, sexual green flags are indicators that you'll have pleasurable, consensual, and safe sex.
0: Oh, I always think of uh, of of sexual green flags from the way that you described it as any time that the other person like let's say you take a risk. Right. Mm -hmm. You might move the the intimacy one step closer. If they move it even closer, I think that's a green, you know, a green way. Like, oh, we're both enjoying our experience right now. That's dope. So I, I always like, you know, say I'm on a date or I'm getting to know somebody or we're actually been talking and let's say you know, I'm laughing and then I put my hand on her shoulder or, or something like that. Next, you know, conversation she does the same thing to me or even does something even further than that. That's how I know like we're, we're both participating in this. I think that's a green, you call it a green flag?
1: Yes, a green flag.
0: Yeah. If you use that across the board with anything, even if you're dating with somebody, I I always see people that get in relationships and they go, well, what are we? You know, they do those that type of questions. And I Always think of it as in a sense of like if somebody is furthering anything, you don't don't just jump out the window with it. Just take it one step further. And if they take it two steps, Mm -hmm. that's how you know we're both going down this journey together. And then you don't leave with that feeling of like I dragged this person into this relationship or they dragged me into this relationship. It's like, no, we're both taking steps and furthering our connection rather than someone just jumping out the window. And the thing about it too is like if you if you do that to certain people like myself, you know, I, I used to think I was an avoidant attachment style, right? Because if someone jumped out the window too early, I would fall way back. I don't even do that with friends. Like, I can't just get become friends with somebody and they're like, we're best friends, and they're you know wanting to do all these things. <laughs> like, even that like makes me be like, whoa, Same. you know, let's, let's 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 ease into this, man. I just met you, um, and so I always uh I always like yeah I always like the 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 slow organic way, but you know, I, some people they see something that they want, they want to jump out the window with that,
1: right? So your point of jumping out the window, I yeah, I feel like people cling on to this potential, the idea of someone. Yeah. So they don't truly get to know them. And what happens is... Yeah. You kind of end up ignoring a lot of red flags because you're so focused on the person and, and the ideal, right? So you ignore a lot of red flags that were there from the beginning showing the person's interest.
0: You ignore it. You ignore all the, yeah. all the you know, all the signs that let somebody know that maybe they're not as interested as they're saying they're interested. You know, I remember I was dating, uh, I was dating this woman. It was like our third date. They were close back-to-back dates. It wasn't like uh, long periods of time where we talked a lot. It was like, you know, we went on a date on Monday and I think we went out again on like, thursday and then like the following monday we went out and on that monday one she was like so uh, our, uh what are we are you know what's what's going on and i just remember just being like and i was actually i was interested i mm-hmm. wanted to find out and get to know her and, and grow but as soon as she asked me that my instinct was like i don't know if we're a fit because i you're, you're just you're a lot faster than me you know you're just a lot quicker than me and, and i think that could have that relationship could have worked but I think that uh, after that question, it just kind of turned me off a little bit.
1: For me, too, a week is kind of fast. Moving on. Today, we are talking about flirting. And before we jump in the topic, we need to define what flirting is. So, Jared, what is your definition of flirting?
0: For me, when I think of flirting, now, I have noticed that I have a, probably a different definition than a lot of people. I'm always thinking of flirting as connecting.
1: Hmm, Okay.
0: I'm trying to make you feel good. I'm trying to make you feel something. I'm trying to make you feel or persuade you in any other way. And I think it's an ugly truth. People don't want to acknowledge that. But like, yeah, flirting was used as a tool to persuade. We flirt with everybody. You know, I flirt with the, the barista. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if I want a little extra, you know, a little extra caramel on my coffee. It doesn't always have to be. It doesn't always have to be sexual. You know, Shan always says like flirting is communication with sparks. Oh, I like that. But I think a lot of people demonize. Maybe not demonized, but they they look at flirting as this sexual thing only.
1: I think they may look at flirting like it's seducing because I do think there's like a difference between the two.
0: Yes. Well, you know, what's interesting is that I don't even look at seducing as only uh sexual either okay because seducing to me is also a persuading technique yeah maybe you might be because because what i've noticed is that like right especially when it comes to sexual response right we we like to think of our sexual intrigue you know what intrigues us sexually is always visual and it's like the, the cookie cutter like oh she had this dress on or oh she the way she walked or whatever the case may be but our sexual response that's one piece to it We might be turned on by someone's mind. We might be turned on by somebody the way they think. We might be turned on by so many other attributes that don't just confine in this one space. That's like, Oh, that she's just oozing sex, you know? Right. I see what you mean. I seduce men all the time and I'm a straight heterosexual man. I'm, I'm seducing men into doing whatever I want them to do, whether that be in the business sense, whether that be in a friendship sense. Maybe there's somebody that I'm like, Oh man, they're really cool. I'm going to put on my cool self. So that I can make him think that I'm a cool person, he wants to be around me. Right. That's the same thing that we're doing with when, when we're trying to attract women. I wanna, I wanna be so fly that she wants to be around me. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it's seducing. I mean, it's unpopular to think that seduction is not only with sex, but I, I definitely use it in my everyday life, and I'm seducing people a lot.
1: Mm, what type of flirter would you say you are?
0: Hmm. I think uh, I, there's a couple different types. So there's, um, uh, well, this is technically seduction types, but I think they kind of go hand in hand. There's a siren who's who's like very loud and like we think of Mellor Monroe or we think about, you know, uh, you know, people that are just like, yeah, that's cookie cutter. She is seducing men.
1: Right. She plays with her figure. She knows you're watching. She knows body language, like all that sort of stuff. Exactly. And then there's like the dandy
0: who's like, The helpless, like, you know, I'm just here, you know what I mean? Like the dandy that's just like, you know, a lot of times women get caught up by the dandy version of men with that hurt bird syndrome. Oh, I had a hard life i you know my 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 dad wasn't around uh you know my mom was drinking, and you know i I mean really well, but I have these really bad characteristics, and then women are like seduced by that. I want to help this guy right and they get caught up in that for me, I think I'm the natural okay where you know I always share this story when I was a kid, and this is this is unflattering um so anybody who's listening, please take this with a grain of salt um but it started when I was a like young like two, three years old, I learned how to enter a room and get everybody's attention on me. And it caused me to take that into my teen life and then into my adult years where I remember at like four years old when I would go into a room and the room didn't acknowledge me or, oh, he's so cute or this that, and the third, I I would feel weird. So I made it a point to me to be like, I have to persuade everybody that they want me around. You know, I grew up in a home that was, you know, it wasn't really fun to to be in. And when I would go over to friends' houses that, like, had dinner or, you know, they had the family put together and, like, it was just a really nice atmosphere, I wanted to be invited back. Mm -hmm. So I would go in there and flirt and seduce the mom and seduce the dad, talk sports with the dad, talk, uh, you know, cooking channels with the mom. I would, you know, be best friends with the friends. I would say what's up to the siblings, you know what I mean? And I would want to be around. So I would just kind of, and I think it's a natural because it just came from a young age. And then now where I'm at today, it's like, sometimes I won't even notice that I'm flirting with somebody because I do it so often.
1: Right, it's like second nature now.
0: Yeah, I do it so often. I do it every day. I do it if I'm ordering coffee, like I said, you know what I mean? To the person I have no interest in, I'm just trying to make them feel good, you know? And it's a selfish thing. That's the other part that people don't want to admit. It's selfish. I want that person to think that I'm a cool person. That's really where the root is, you know? Right. What kind of what kind of flirt are you? Are you an everyday thing? Or are you hold it tight?
1: I suck. No. I suck at flirting. no, I do. No, I suck at flirting. The, the way I flirt is like when the five year old boy is like, oh, I like you. You're ugly.
0: <laughs> but
1: like I, but it works
0: though. Sometimes it works though. It
1: does work when somebody picks up on my humor, right? So a big, yeah. big, big thing with my flirting is humor so if you get me we're on the same. Mm. because i think like this is one of my non-negotiables to be in a relationship yeah. if somebody can't understand my sense of humor if somebody doesn't have yeah a hint of dark humor as well yeah we are not compatible so to your point i i guess i approach it with humor
0: it's funny because shan has dark humor and i i, I didn't before like I do now, but I didn't.
1: Right. I
0: didn't have it. So
1: she converted you.
0: <laughs> yeah, she did. But what happened was uh, I remember we were first getting to know each other. It was like one of our first couple times hanging out and we were walking back to her apartment mm-hmm. and there was a dude walking up the stairs in front of us, like maybe, maybe like 50 feet. They're were, they were still pretty far from us. And they were walking up the stairs and they had all these groceries and they slipped down the stairs and like fell back. Like, like a baby bag, like <laughs> fell, dropped. the stuff went everywhere. And my first instinct was like, I'm gonna go over there and help him. And Shan was just laughing. I remembered looking at her like, yo like you're not even gonna make sure he's good first <laughs> and then she was like but it was just so funny yes. it was just so funny <laughs> and so um but now i've grown to to have a little bit of that dark yeah i appreciate it yeah, now yeah to
1: appreciate it yeah. yeah yeah aside from that do you think you need an interest in someone in order to flirt no
0: okay i don't think you do and i think that it, it helps of course. It helps, you know, but I don't think you have to have an interest. Um, I also I would recommend for people who say, you know, oh, I'm not I'm no good at flirting. Mm -hmm. Practice with people you don't have an interest with.
1: Oh, can you elaborate?
0: When I say that, I mean, do that every day on the street when you're walking by somebody. The first thing that you should think of if you're trying to learn how to flirt is Pick something on this person that you really like. A lot of times it's gonna land on some clothes, right? I can see that. Their eyes, their, their, whatever it may be, their hair. And just compliment them and keep it pushing. Don't start a conversation. Just get yourself used to acknowledging and noticing things on people that you like. We have a tendency as humans, because we have critical brains. To first thing, notice what we don't like. It's just, it's just like a habit. It's just, it's just what we have. It's just like, that's the reason why we've made it so far in society is because we're always trying to think of ways to make our life more comfortable. Why, why don't I like these shoes? Oh, maybe if we put some soles in it that do this, you know what I mean? So like, we're always thinking about what do we attack that we don't like? So just start training your brain to see people and pick what you do like. And when you find that thing, let's say it's somebody walking down the street and might have some shoes like, Oh man, I really like your shoes and just keep pushing. Just get yourself used to that habit. Do it when you're ordering food. Do it when you're at the, the restaurant. Do it when you're, you know, you're going to the store, buying clothes. Just just getting yourself in a, in a low-risk environment so that when you get into a person where you're like, I'm interested in this person and I want to really make them feel good, you're not going to have any of those jitters because it's just second nature. You might even do it without even knowing it. And practice in low-risk environments, you know, because when we like somebody, shit goes wild, you know, especially when you really like something, you know it's just like it's just like I don't even sometimes I'll be looking at somebody that I'm really interested in and I just lose everything that I'm trying to say (laughs) yeah I see you get caught up you get caught up in all that so as long as you have those like practice and it's second nature it's gonna go smooth um so yeah that would be my first first step advice
1: A beautiful aha moment I just had is when Jared said that Shen says, Flirting is communication with sparks. One thing I want to set the record straight on is, the part on flirting in low risk environments. By that, one could hear it as you're flirting with people who have an interest in you, but you don't have an interest in them. And that's not the case. Jared says the best later on this interview.
0: You have to know who you're flirting with because you don't want to play with people's emotions, right? You don't want to lead them on.
1: So yeah, stay tuned to listen to the rest of Jared's explanation. That being said, if you're learning how to flirt like myself, master these two techniques for powerful flirting. I'm sorry I had to I had to do a cosmopolitan moment with all the titles that I saw within my research so yeah but now that that is out of the way I think these are really cool steps when you're starting to when you're starting your flirting journey. So it's like breaking the ice and also getting accustomed to speaking to people. I ain't gonna lie, that part can be scary, but practice makes improvement. So, in order to eventually feel less stressed, you're gonna have to take the matter in your own hands and go ahead and talk to people. And that's why I like the low risk environment. Step by step, brick by brick, you start with a small compliment and then eventually with practice, you work up your way to flirting differently. So, yeah. Those two tips when you're starting your flirting journey. I like him a lot. I have a very interesting question from an audience member. So there is this societal myth that women play hard to get. Yeah. So for a man, the more persistent you are, the more chances you'll have to end up with that, with that woman, right? Yeah. So for people, for men who believe in that myth. Mm-hmm. They are most likely going to blur the line between flirting and harassment. Yeah. Is this a conjunction that you ever had to navigate? Could you elaborate a little bit on this?
0: First, I'll answer personally and then I'll answer like the reason why I think it's a little confusion in that area is so personally... I have a big ego and so when it comes down to flirting, I would just put a little bit out there and then if you push it a little bit further, then I'll push it. You know what I mean? I, I kind of I go into a dance with somebody. I'm not like, as soon as you reject, I'm like, okay, cool. Got it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm good. You know what I mean? So, and it, and it really stems from an ego perspective. But I think as far as like, there is a lot of men who do feel that persistence shows desire. And it shows that, like, oh... I really want this woman. I'll go through the end and back for her. Right. Um. And they think that it's endearing. And you got to think about it, too. It's like a lot of the, the movies and a lot of like, you know, these like love stories are about grit and fighting through things. And right. and, you know, you know, making it there and back from horrible hardships and and situations like that. So it's kind of reinforced. And then a lot of times is like men need to take accountability on like no is no, man. Like she don't want you and that's fine. It's not it's not that she doesn't know what you got, you know what I mean? It's not that she doesn't see you clearly. It's that she's good and that's that. A lot of times what I find is that if you pull away as a man and if there's if, if if there's men listening, if you pull away as a man and and she's she's not interested and you pull away, that's sometimes a little sexier than persisting. Sometimes it's like, "Oh, what? Yeah, you're good?" Oh, what? You know what I mean? And let, me, let me take a second look at this, make sure I, I, I'm, I'm ignoring something I really want to ignore, you know? So um, I just think like always pulling back is always the better route because it really stems from you got to be confident in what you got,
1: mm-hmm. you know?
0: You got to be confident that you are a good guy, that you would be good to her. And if she can't see it, then that's her loss. It's not, it's not a, it shouldn't be a thing of like, I got to show her.
1: You got to convince I'm you. So good.
0: Yeah. Like that, that just leads down a dangerous path.
1: I've heard some crazy stories. Oh, where yeah. a girl is like, yeah, no, I'm not interested. Then ego's triggered and dude goes off.
0: Yeah. Well, I didn't want you anyways. I was just, I was just pulling the trigger. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Get uh, you ugly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the reason why I think men respond rejection so bad is because they're not shooting their shot enough and they're they're like i'm building up all this courage to talk to this woman and i don't ever really do it and then when she shoots me down it hurts so now i'm gonna lash out Mm. but if you're accustomed to getting told no if you're accustomed to being like oh you're really beautiful i would love to get your number and she's like i'm good but if you're accustomed to that it's not going to feel as hard. It's not going to feel as heavy. It's not going to feel as heavy because it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, no worries. It's, I understand. I think men take rejection harder than it actually is. Hmm. It's not that deep. She's mm. not going to remember you. She's not going to go on on social media and be like, oh, this guy just tried to Like, just let it go, man. Just let it go. And maybe maybe stop jumping out the window and trying to get everybody's like number. Maybe just use a compliment. Right. And see and see how far she takes that compliment. Mm-hmm. Maybe she just says, oh, thank you. And keep it pushing then that's fine. Hmm. You know, but maybe, you know, you get a compliment and you start establishing a connection before you even jump out the window and say, Hey, let me get your number.
1: Allowing for the dance. One big at a time.
0: Yeah. You gotta, you gotta dance. You gotta dance. You gotta dance around with somebody. You can't just like grab someone and dip (laughs) them. You got to lead them into the dip, right. you, you know? Mm-hmm. You got to lead them into the dip. You can't just jump out the window with these people. And so I I don't know. I think men they don't know how to shoot their shot mm-hmm. or read the signs when it's okay to shoot their shot.
1: What would you say the signs are?
0: I think you could tell when someone opens up to you, when someone turns to you, when they start asking you questions, when they're looking you in the eyes, you know, when they're when they're engaged into you. Mm-hmm. That's when I think you can you could say, "Hey, I you know, I would love I love your vibe. I love the conversation we just had. Can we exchange info?" And and that's when it goes organically but if you're just if she's just walking down the street and you're like hey you're, yeah, what's up mom let me get that. that's just never gonna work you gotta judge the, the, the body language body language does not lie it doesn't lie if she's like not looking at you looking at her friends trying to trying to close off to you like then yeah you know what the signs are it's it's just let it let this one go man don't 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 keep going on it you, you're you setting yourself up for rejection at the end of the day
1: yeah you play a huge part in the in the pattern that you actually don't like and it, yeah. it it ends up being a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way so yeah yeah
0: yeah exactly and there's a big problem with that and I think a lot of men are, are turning to you know leaders in the men's space to 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 help them navigate how to get through talking to women and these leaders are giving them bitter advice
1: regarding rejection earlier you mentioned having a big ego so i'd be curious to know have you had to do some work in order to be more okay with rejection or it's interesting because my
0: ego is centered (laughs) it's not it's not uh centered around like it's here's how big it is it's so big that when I get rejected, I'm like, oh, well, you, you, I got a lot, girl. you know, you messing up, you know, <laughs> and, it, and it's more like it's more like I'm going to let you I'm going to let you deal with that rejection more than I'm going to deal with it because I'm going to live my best life. And, you know, and then you're going to see me later in the future where I am am a great, you know, husband, which I am now. And I know all the women that rejected me are looking up like, dang, (laughs) (laughs) just figure it out. This could have been us, but you playing, you know, but (laughs) but that's where my ego is. And, And so I don't know if it's a it's an ego in the sense of like it's. Can be punctured by that mm, it's more like okay. it's more like oh man you, you you don't see i so I have so much confidence in myself and how i how I show up in relationships that yeah, you you messed up. You missed the ball. That's that's where I mean when I have the ego,
1: right? And has it always been this way, or is it like something that you had to work up to?
0: No, it it, it was. Well, I was a in high school. I was a conceit. It was it was conceited at first. It was cocky at first. It was um you know, and I'm not afraid to admit that mm-hmm. I had a I had a lot of self love, a lot of self loves, almost borderlining um you know narcissistic behavior. Um, and I think that. With that, I guess the work, what what the work did, life worked me out. Mm -hmm. Life humbled me out. Um, you know, at one point I was homeless at one point I was, you know, struggling, I couldn't find food. I was, I was down bad. And so life humbled me out, but I definitely never lost the self love part of it. But I, I, now I don't necessarily walk around like I'm, you know, I'm a gift for everybody. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. now I don't, I don't have that type of ego, but at the same time it, it did start, it did start with a, a a lot of like inflation and delusion of who I was, but now it's like I've gotten to a a space just from life, you know, beating me up and and going through trials and tribulations and, and, you know, just trying to figure out how to live as a human on this earth. I think I got to a place where now I can pick out the good parts. Of that Mm self-love you know what I mean like I can have a little bit of Kanye in me that just so you know that just loves myself so much and believes in myself so much but at the same time I can keep it in check Mm -hmm. because now I'm like I also know that I know nothing and I am nothing you know what I mean but you know when I'm feeling low I'm like I gotta reach into that bucket of like no bro you the shit you you good bro you all right Mm -hmm. you know Um, what about you How, have you uh, are are you like a really confident person you seem like a really confident person
1: not really in the sense that it hasn't always been this way yeah I'd say that I'm a confident person now that life yeah like had beaten me up and down and you know having learned a lot of lessons and I'd say in the past I've also been wanting to like seek for people's validation and that led me to a lot of dark place and mm. one of the lowest points of my life oh wow yeah but I'd say like now I'm I am confident.
0: This might be too personal. How early? And this is going to align with flirting. But go ahead. You're queer. Yes. And does that mean? Does that mean lesbian? Or do you? Are you?
1: Right. For me, it means like no labels as of now. So okay. I know that I can be attracted to many gender expressions and many people. Okay. So that's why I'm comfortable with queer.
0: How did you come to that conclusion? Or were you ever in a place where you fit a straight mold? And were you flirting in that world? In that world or not?
1: all right little story time first let me take Jared's question and run a little further with it so growing up was a very interesting experience by that I mean being biracial Haitian and Quebecer my experience has been experiencing a part of the black experience worth mentioning that it's not to the extent of my dark-skinned peers and also benefiting from my fairness in other terms light skin privilege on a cultural aspect I was connecting with my heritage and understanding my roots through my grandparents but it's worth mentioning that i didn't speak creole so not speaking creole having a thick quebec accent and being fair-skinned for a lot of people in my community they were saying that i was not truly haitian and then for people in quebec quebecers they were like well you're not really quebec or like the whole thing of where are you really from mind you i was born and raised in montreal so there was a limbo in the cultural aspect another layer on an interpersonal level say in high school when growing up i was tokenized by some of my white friends for being their black friend and ostracized from some people in the black community for being white then when we think about the orientation aspect my orientation was questioned by people in the street community for having been with girls in the past or it was fetishized with which that was really annoying. Lastly, for my queerness, it wasn't really something that I was, I was feeling comfortable exploring during that time because it didn't feel safe. So all of these overlapping factors made this fitting in the mold or owning my identity growing up challenging because I never truly felt like I belonged anywhere I can gladly say that it's not the case today so to answer Jared's question no not really I never was able to flirt and uh, flourish in that department also because I didn't really know how to flirt what about you listening right now do you feel like you were able to flirt in your community how has that experience been for you You kind of
0: give me a glimmer into your life. I think that also plays into, you know, why I think that you probably perceive yourself as bad at flirting is because nobody accepted it. And I think once you get to a place where you feel that mm. your flirting is enough, I think you're going to flourish in that department. Because the way I view it is like somebody like yourself who has the, the unique ability to love multiple not like multiple people, but multiple styles of people. Whereas like someone like myself who's straight, we're, we're in a box I only, I only get to like women, you know what I mean? We're in a, we're in this little closed box and like you're, you're not able to get the gamut of what love can do by experiencing new and different types of people. And I think those are the best flirts. Because they know what all these different styles like. They know, you know, obviously people are different, but you know what I mean? Like there's a, you get a wide variety of flirting that I don't think a lot of people get to experience. So I think once you feel that you're great, you're going to open the box of like the ultimate flirt.
1: Damn. Okay. I think. (laughs) We'll do a check in in 10 years. I think so. And I'll be like, hey, Jared, my game.
0: (laughs) 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 Exactly exactly
1: you've mentioned that you are in a marriage a yeah. long term partnership with the amazing Shan Booty you yes 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 yes
0: <laughs> yes I am
1: so is it an open marriage like how how would you define it
0: yeah you could you could you could view it I mean it's like this it's it's so funny we were talking about this the other day mm-hmm. it's such an interesting thing trying to define it right because really what you're doing is you're you're coming up with titles that make other people feel comfortable or you're, ma- you're coming up of titles that make everybody else understand your relationship right like between me and her like we understand it we know we at but people want to figure it out they're like i I don't understand because we don't really subscribe all the way to monogamy but we don't really subscribe to like polyamory or yeah we're not like out here with a bunch of different people all the time but what we do have um you know i think what we described it as like a free marriage and what that means is like it's a long life this is my life partner And I would not be so naive to think that there's not other people on this planet that Mm -hmm. can give a new experience. And I'm here to grow with you. You're your own adult. Mm -hmm. I don't want the last thing I want. Is somebody to deny themselves to say you're in these walls of relationship with me and you're not allowed to still be yourself because you have to consider me all the time. You know, and I also understand like what connecting with new humans and new people does to your energy. You know, it gives you a new breath of fresh air and it gives you Mm. something to come back to me with. And so I think a lot of times, let's say let's say what everyone's thinking. People think of sex. As the root of the relationship. But the thing about it is like, Shannon and I, we share so much. Our relationship is not that linear, it's not just about sex. And so, we what I share and what I've done and lived experience and history and things that I know about her and things that she knows about me her meeting somebody new and going on a date with them I'm not threatened by that that doesn't that doesn't like that doesn't scare me that doesn't make me feel like that because I genuinely feel that I am the best fit for a life partner for Shan and then the other end of that is like if she decided that there is somebody out there who is a better fit Mm -hmm. than I am why would I want to Hold her into a, a, a relationship. If she found somebody that's better than me, then why would I ever want to be like, no, you have to deny yourself because you chose to be with me and marry me. You know what I mean? Like that seems miserable to me. That seems miserable, miserable to me. And, and if, you, if I'm not the best fit for you, then you're probably not the best fit for me because I want to be in a relationship that mm. I feel that I am the best fit for you.
1: What would you say on you know, new end is the most difficult part of being in a in an ethical non monogamous relationship?
0: Society, because most people don't know, but I think men in particular, we get told if anybody anybody else looks at or gets any close to your wife or your girl or anybody that you're dealing with in an intimate way. And that's not your girl. And we're told that, like, you're not a man if you're not protecting the home. Right. Or you're not you're 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 just like this. I don't know, just less of a man that you're just your manhood gets robbed Mm -hmm. if you allow your woman to connect with other men. And so the response from family and friends and and even the uh, the internet was a lot of tax on my manhood, which is which was tough. And so then when your peers are like, you're in this style of relationship, oh, you're not a man.
1: Mm.
0: You, you, you don't have your, you don't, you, that's not your girl. Like she's not. She's not with you. Mm-hmm. And so you just you're just getting pulled in so many different directions. But it, it was tough to navigate and, and to realize that, like, no, I define my own masculinity, not you. And so that's where it really comes down to. It's a, it's a heavy thing, man. And it goes deep. It goes deep. It, it's for for men, at least, you know, I, I, there's like a term that like I think most people think of women being sexually repressed. But I think men In particular are very sexually repressed Mm -hmm. because we're we are told this is how the masculinity shows up in the bedroom and this is the only way you're going to show up you cannot explore anything because if you explore anything then you might be not a a true masculine male
1: right the policing so like if you like a finger in the butt then your orientation is going to be questioned
0: exactly exactly and it's it's limiting i think i think men straight men have the most boring sex
1: hey i'm just popping on here just to say that you need to check out shan budram's episode of lovers and friends why straight men are boring in bed this taps into what jared is saying right now so i just wanted to say that and now let's get back to the episode if uh, if we shine light on flirting, some people may ask, "You're a married, man. What do you get out of flirting?"
0: Oh, I get energy. I get connections. I get I get I get so many things. Like there's times where you know when you get in a long term relationship, and th- this is an ugly truth, but getting like affirmation that you still are a desired person you know Mm -hmm. just getting that like affirmation that like you made someone feel good and you could see their butterflies move a little bit and especially if they are under the impression that it's not sexual that we're just we're just having a conversation i think that's the thin line of like you have to know who you're flirting with because you don't want to play with people's emotions right Mm -hmm. you don't want to lead them on um but i think that if they understood that like this is the, this is where it's at. And it's, that's where it's going to be. We're just flirting and we're just having a good time and connecting as humans. Mm -hmm. Then I think it could be fun. I think it could give you a lot of energy. I think it could give you a lot of, you know, um, things that you can bring back to your relationship, you know, that confidence. I know Shan just loves the confidence off of me, you know? And so when I come home and I, you know, was flirting or whatever, and, and it sounds ugly, but if I come home and And I just had like a really good flirt sesh with somebody that was attractive. I come home with a different a different ooze about me. You know what I mean? And so she 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 likes that. And it doesn't really lead into any unhealthy areas. Like it's not leading into areas that I'm like doing something that I wouldn't do in front of her.
1: That is a crucial part. If we talk about sparks. How do you keep the spark alive in a marriage or a long time partnership?
0: Shan and I, we were talking about this before I went on the, on the podcast. I was like, do we flirt? Do we flirt? And she was like, I don't think we flirt that much. Like I actually feel more uncomfortable flirting with you than I do with somebody I don't know. Interesting. And I said, why, why is that? And then she was like, because I think because I know you so well and you know me so well, when we're flirting, it comes off as like role playing. Um. It comes off like. Like, OK, I know what you're doing here. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And there's already so much understood between us that our flirting now is now in a humor way. Where we'll kind of mm-hmm. make fun of each other or, you know, uh, do quirky things, you know, that type of way. And that's the way we flirt now. And as far as keeping the energy alive, I think as long as you are reinventing yourself, you're, you're evolving, the relationship will be new. That is the part that we both align on very, very tightly is the reinventing of what we connect on. Um, at one moment, it might be work. It might be, you know, something like that. Another moment it might be, oh, we just like reading this book or uh, another moment we go to these like dinners that we really like. Um, And so just reinventing the way that we connect is really crucial to to being new. And then sometimes this might sound funny, but move your furniture around or change your sheets. Hmm. It's going to feel like a, like almost the first time having sex again, because you change something in your room and it's a different experience. And so when you get that stale feeling of like, We're kind of having this boring sex right now. It's kind of been the same, you know, change the furniture around. Move the bed to the other side. It will feel different.
1: Yeah, switch it up.
0: Yeah, it will feel different.
1: Thank you so much, Jared, for your time. Be sure to follow him on social media at Enjoy Jared Brady and also enjoy the podcast on Instagram at Enjoy the Podcast Official on YouTube at Enjoy the Podcast. And you can hear Jared co-hosting the show with Los and JD every Monday, everywhere that you listen to your podcast. That was really a fun conversation. But you know what's even more cool? Is that you can take a part of this conversation on social media at that's exciting underscore on twitter and at that's exciting on instagram don't forget to subscribe to the podcast leave a review and rated five stars wherever you listen to your podcast this really helps it tells me that you enjoy these conversations and also tell me what you don't like i really want to make this show something that you appreciate and i want to make it better so don't forget to not like, comment, subscribe. when are not on YouTube. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. And on this note, That's see exciting. you next week. That's exciting. Before we leave, on production team, recording, editing, and sound design by yours truly, myself, Yancy. Special thanks to Jane P for her assistance on production. The official That's Exciting Anthem by Calder Nash. The amazing vocals on the track by Mel Pacifico. That's all for today's episode, and until next week, stay curious, because that's exciting.